G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're here to review the Randwick meeting, the Chipping Norton Stakes, as well as the Surround Stakes, two group ones there on the card on what was a very wet day in Sydney. Mark Sheen, Mark Roden here to join me to review this whole entire meeting. Uh, Mark Sheen, it looked incredibly wet in the lead up to the meeting and then on the day again. Uh, How did you find the track? Yeah, well, I thought it played exceptionally considering the rain. Um, look, we had a big downpour again here on Saturday morning after, you know, rain Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday through the night as well. And then again, as I said, Saturday morning, and then I got to the races and down it came again. So I think most of us were expecting to go home after about race two or three, but um, track played remarkably well. In fact, it looked like it evened out throughout the day. Uh, inside looked no good early, but then Tim Clark... Um, bit the bullet with Ellsberg, stayed on the fence, and then it looked to be okay from inside to out. Mark Roden, welcome. Uh, it was probably one of the more, I don't know, from from a neutral who hadn't necessarily done the form, looked to be one of the more confusing days that I've come across in Sydney of late. Um, yes, I think so. I mean, the weather and the track obviously played a part in that, but I... I was uh, expecting the meeting to be called off. I didn't think they'd even get to race one. And then I was expecting after after each about the first three or four races, they'd just say, call a halt to it. Some of the conditions they were running those early races in were just amazing. But uh, they did an incredible job to get through. It sort of put me in the wrong mindset, though. Well, I, I reckon I could have backed a few, few of these winners if I was feeling more confident about the track, but uh, I wasn't. But, it, you know, they've won in from all lanes. Some have led, some have come from the back. It's just been... Look, we, we love to pop the track managers and the tracks in Sydney, but they've done a great job to get through this card. Well, whatever they've done to the track is, um, look, look at the last carnival, um, it sprinkled there for five minutes, one meeting, uh, group meeting, and the track just fell apart completely. Uh, I don't know what they've done, but the joint has improved out of sight in the last couple of months. It's It certainly has. I mean, next Saturday is going to be a big test because it's not going to be exactly a dry week this week, and no. back up seven days later after that is going to be a real test for it. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's get started. We will review the races we pre previewed there on Friday. So the first of those is race three, the Sweet Embrace, over 1,200 for the two-year-old fillies. They've gone slow here to the 600 and punting form starter, 4.8 length slow for the class to the 600 and Fireburn for Gary Portelli and Jason Collette has uh, knocked off or held off. She's extreme there in the concluding stages, gap to third, Lady Laguna. Mark Sheen, just run us through what you saw there with the two-year-olds. Uh, yeah, well, Lady Laguna jumped favourite, but she looked, even though she'd won uh, on a heavy 10, um, she looked in trouble uh, 600 out. She wasn't handling the going at all. Um, look, Fireburn got a long way back here, but um, as we've seen with her two wins, she's hit the line resolutely, and I suppose in hindsight, you look back, she'd beaten Revolutionary Miss uh, on debut, or Revolutionary Miss was on debut that day, but, um, you know, she'd come from the back of the field and probably was the one that was definitely going to run a strong 1,200 metres, and... Uh, Rebel Dane's shown a couple of wet trackers, so uh, she got through the ground quite well. They do look a lot better than the Colts and Gelding. She's extremely that much luck on debut, just lacked a little bit of turn of foot there at the top of the straight. Was back with the winner, but the winner went home a lot better. Uh, yeah, hard to find any excuses for the others. Maybe they just handled it, didn't handle the track. Extravagant star looked to get a soft lead there, but when let down, she just floundered badly. Yep. Mark Roden, uh, the punting form data has the Phillies about 1.8 lengths superior to the Colts and Geldings here on Saturday. Is that the way that you saw it? Yeah. It, I mean, on times, you'd have to say that. Um, it, it's just hard to know 
the, the Phillies had the earlier use of the track. So that's the only thing you could really say in the Colts' favour. Just again, none of them are much good. Fireburn's strong. Um, She's extreme, got completely outpaced by Fireburn early in the straight, but then was coming again on the line, so probably looking for a bit more ground. Lady Laguna, I think you knew your fate when um, McDonald uh, looked to go inside at the top of the straight when all the other ones coming into the race were coming up, you know, down the middle. Um, he knew he wasn't going any good, and uh, thus it proved. And, yeah, Extravagant Star just uh, was found wanting at the end of a testing 1,200 and probably didn't handle the track either. But, you know, the, the strong one, Fireburn's got through the ground best and won. I mean, how good this form is... How good any of the form is, I don't know, in the, in the two-rod group. <clears throat> All right, so if we go to race four, the Colts and Geldings edition, uh, the Skyline Stakes, uh, they've gone faster here. They've gone even for the class, one length slow to the 600, but overall around that three or so lengths faster than what the, the Phillies went, but they just haven't finished off here. Uh, Promito's held off, or has defeated Rise of the Masses. Um, Mark Shane, anything to take out of the, the Colts and Geldings? Um, well, I think Mark mentioned this horse in the in the preview that he thought he had some chance. I actually backed the horse that had beat at Newcastle, thought it was home, Rich on, and Promito come steaming down the outside and knocked me out. Look, he did settle a lot closer in the run than he did at Newcastle, got up on the back of the speed when he went up to 1,200 metres, and he went out after Rise of the Masses at the top of the straight there and was able to wear it down. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of these will end up racing midweek uh, by the time they finished racing. Look, Peace Officer again was a little bit luckless, got shuffled back at the top of the straight, made grand late. I think he's got some ability. And Brosnan, the first starter, was jagged right back and, and made up some grand late. So maybe if they drop back uh, a little uh, notch in grade, they could uh, be competitive. But, um, yeah, a race where they didn't look to be much good uh, before the race, and I think it's panned out that way um, considering the times. Yep. Mark Roden, that's uh, certainly the way the data presents. It is. Promito probably has a little bit of upside. That's two out of two. And in both cases, his last 100's been pretty strong, which is a good sign. He, he really runs through the line. So he might be the one in the race that can go on to something a bit better. I certainly don't think he's top class, but he's, he might have something. The horse from Brisbane, um, Jim Meldy, I think it's called, was pretty tough after a wide run. Um, and Peace Officer was the only other one I mentioned. I know Rob earmarked it as maybe a size champagne horse. Perhaps the, uh, the champagne might be far enough for it on, on this evidence, but um, it's probably got something, but yeah, pretty average for it again. Okay, well, there was a small field there for the Liverpool Cup in race five over 1,300. They've gone slow for the class, four lengths slow to the 600, and as Mark Sheen alluded to, or alluded to earlier, Tim Clark was testing the inside there, and there wasn't anything wrong with it. Uh, slow tempo obviously helped, but he's gapped brutality there in second, Mark. Yeah, well, the, the talking point of this race, of course, was the tissue refused to jump. So you've got a $3.80 chance, uh, the second favourite, uh, refusing to, to jump away. And then Ellsberg was just left in front uh, against uh, many horses who were much longer in the betting. And he was able to dictate in front. And, and as I said, Tim did bite the bullet and stayed on the fence. Uh, not sure if he walked it between races. A lot, a lot of the jockeys were doing that through the day. So... Maybe he thought the inside was okay, and it certainly looked that way uh, after the race, and he just bolted in. Beautiful, magnificent horse he is. Honestly, he's the best type you'll ever see, and he just dictated this race and bolted in. Too good. Mark Roden, anything to take out of this race? Not really. I think it'll be easy to mark Ellsberg down a bit from face value because of the conditions of the race with the tissue not jumping and him just basically <laughs> getting away with uh, complete control of the race. But he, I think he's gone very well. 
he might have come back a better horse this time in. It's, it's a bit hard to judge of this uh, of these fluttering circumstances, but I, I was, you know, not, nothing. He was pulling away from them. They weren't making ground on him in the last two hundred. It was a <clears throat> a good win. Look, it wasn't a great uh, field behind him. I thought brutality. I mean, brutality wasn't suited back in a slow pace, but I thought he might go a bit better. I thought he was a real wet tracker in the race. Um, and just on Ellsberg on the wet, he was one who'd won on that same Rose Hill track we thought wasn't a heavy 10. So I just, I mean, I wasn't potting him on it, but he clearly loves it. So if uh, we get a wet autumn and there's more tracks like this, he'll be in play in some pretty good races. Speaking of horses that have come back well, Forbidden Love won race six, which was the Guy Walter over 1,400. Uh, very fast tempo here, six lengths fast to the 600. And again, settled just behind the leader, peeled out with Hugh Bowman on board and really put them away over the concluding stages, Mark Sheen. Yeah, well, um, as I said in the previous show, this uh, mare had a bad second up record, but they'd, they'd spaced two runs and she'd had a nice trial in between. But, um, yeah, look, the weight's got me here. I just thought the 58 might be too much, giving the, the four kilos to to the other ones in the market there, Ice Bath, Kick You, and also uh, Promising Success. But uh, I was totally wrong. She just absolutely cantered behind them. And uh, one that she liked, really. So, uh, look, she did have very good heavy form in the past. She won the Gosford Guineas on a heavy track. I think she won her first start on a wet track as well. So, look, she's a very good mare. She had a bad preparation last time in. She didn't really train on, but she's come back really well this time. Look, I thought the ride and promising success uh, absolutely missed the boat badly at the 600 metres. So instead of half-carting and coming out, uh, he allowed himself to be pocketed there. I don't know if it would have troubled the winner, but she certainly should have finished a lot closer. Ice Bath, uh, I thought it was disgraceful under the circumstances. Uh, normally a very good wet tracker, but she was very plain. Was there anything out of the yard there with Ice Bath? No, she was fine. Look, yeah. she's a big gross-looking thing, but she looked good in the coat, didn't sweat. Um, I couldn't find anything negative from the yard with her at all. So, yeah, she just put in a bad one there. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts here? Um, well, I think Mark identified forbidden love off her trial before her first up run this prep. Um, said she might have come back a lot better than the form she showed last time in, and then she was very good behind overpass that day. I marked that run down, to be honest, because she was in lane one, which was the fast lane at Rose Hill that day, so I thought she might have been flattered, but, uh, well, you can't take anything away from this performance. It was just outstanding. Um, whether she can repeat it on a, a drier surface, I don't know, but I'm, I'm more inclined to think that she's just absolutely flying and is going to be competitive in anything they put her in now. Uh, promise of success, aside from her, was run of the race. Uh, I back Kiku, who looked at missed the start and ended up back on the fence, but there was nothing wrong with the fence. The winner was on the fence. Um, she was very ordinary. Didn't let down at all, and Ice Bath was no better. I tried to whip around the mid-race. Um, had to do something. The tempo was slow, but Promise of success just ran straight past her in the last 100. I, I thought she was very ordinary. And, question how well she's going there. Yep. Uh, career peak for a first up performance forbidden love and now has recorded a career personal best. Best performance of the day as well in punting form starter, which I'm sure uh, a lot of people have different opinions of given the competitiveness of the next couple of races as well, but uh, certainly a good indication of how well the horse is going. Race seven is the Chipping Norton over the mile for the, the Group 1 race. Uh, slow tempo here, best part of four lengths slow to the 600, very elegant. It's just going through her gears nicely, but uh, she's ideal. Gave her a bit of a momentary scare there over the concluding stages. Mark Sheen? Yeah, well, I, I had a bit of a head scratcher for me the first up run. Maybe she stayed in the worst ground and it was a bit more like a barrier trial. So uh, I was uh, bamboozled here. I backed Colette, who uh, I unfortunately I backed her before I looked at it in the yard and uh, I did get off a little bit, but it looked disgraceful in the yard. Uh, she does normally sweat up a little bit, but. 
she was an absolute mess by the time they went on the track and raced accordingly. Uh, top rank was another one who sweated up, was prancing around. Um, he thought he was at stud already. He had the old fella out, um, uh, and he pulled up lane three out of five lanes. So I'm not sure where he goes, but um, look, he's got plenty of ability, but uh, he'll have to sort himself out if he wants to be a racehorse or he wants to be a stallion. She's ideal. Another very good run first up. Uh, she's got us, might have got us again here, always flashing home. Mm. And then you do your money on her in the next couple of runs. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll fall in her again, but she's that sort of horse. I know. Um, oh, sorry, keep going. Sorry, go on. You keep going, man. I was just going to say there was a, a couple of really nice late splits there. Um, she's ideal, third fastest, last 200 on the card. Do I was the second fastest, and very elegant was the fifth fastest. So some nice ones. Yeah, well, Dewey is absolutely flying at the moment. I think they're heading to the Australian Cup with her. Both her runs this time in have been outstanding. The Apollo Stakes, she was an eye-catcher there late, flying home. And uh, I tell you what, if she'd got to the outside earlier, uh, rather than being locked up on the fence here, it might have been a different story. It was a fantastic run, but, of course, it was on wet ground, um, whether she can repeat that uh, in Melbourne if they get a dry track down there. But she does look to be ticking over nicely. Mark Roden, what are you doing with the winner here? Very elegant. Obviously, it was a, I guess, plain number first up, even if it was in the worst going. But second up, the figure, as you what as you would expect for her, but um, she's still got plenty of improvement to come. Yeah. Um, I, I just get her wrong constantly, very elegant. I, I really don't know what to do with her. I, she... Look, I don't think she'd ever, before the Cup, she'd never put in a run that made me think she's an absolute out-and-out champion, and then that Cup win was one of the best I've ever seen. And now she's just, she's got the job done on Saturday, but it's just back to that, you know, okay, probably a little bit better than our weight for age horses level. She hasn't framed them. She's beaten She's Ideal by a neck or something. It's, you know, this isn't one of the dominant wins of all time we've seen on Saturday. And it was on her preferred sort of ground. I thought she was entitled to win a bit easier, but she's only second up. She's got other targets. If she... She's the one with more levels in her. If she gets anywhere near that Melbourne Cup uh, level of performance, uh, she'll win her target races, you know, ease down. So she's not there yet, but she's heading in the right direction. A lot of good runs away from her, uh, from the, the sort of second rank she's ideal, obviously. Dewey had to change course and hammered home again, going really well. The Flemington 2000 would be right up her street, you'd think, if she gets uh, conditions to suit otherwise. Uh, I thought Colette got. She was sort of held up, wasn't she, Mark? I mean, didn't really see daylight. Yeah, look, under the stickers. I think she was. I think don't think she was travelling coming to the yeah. turn. I think she, you know he was niggling out of there. She just yeah. never looked comfortable to me. And um, yeah, I thought she was beating a fair way out to Taylor. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, top ranked, good from a bad spot. I, I didn't see the stewards report that pulled up lame as well. So it's been a good effort. And well, think it over. I think we can just him on anything worse than a soft now uh, he, he lobbed in the perfect spot and if he was if he handled the ground he would have won from that position and obviously he didn't all right well the other group one was a surround race eight over 1400 even tempo here they've gone 0.9 lengths fast on punning forms data to the 600 and uh what a nice way to resume riding for brenton abdullah picking up a group one yeah. win on on hinged which was very firm late there in betting uh, just continued to trim up as we got closer to jump time Knocked off Startons uh, from Queensland and then Espiona in third. Mark Sheen, how did you review these? Uh, well, I did have something on the winner when that the fence evened up. I've got to say, uh, 17, 18 bucks on Betfair and she paraded well. So, but I, I did go looking for a bit of value here when Espiona paraded so badly. First up, she looked great. 
uh, and on Saturday she started to sweat, sweating between the legs and sweated uh, on her body as well. Um, this was a, a, a step back from her first up um, parade, so uh, I didn't like the look of her at all. Um, and these 1400, sometimes you, you just can't make up the ground, can you? You get so far back and it seems to be that first group around the home turn fight it out. And Hinge just got in a perfect spot here. Great ride from Abdullah, great run from Star Tontes. And Fangirl, I think she just got too far out of the ground. And I'm not going to sack her yet. I think, you know, once she gets to 1600 or the, uh, the Vinery or the Storm Queen, whatever they call it, over 2000 Rose Hill, that uh, should be a perfect race for her, a Group 1 race there. But as I said, Espiona paraded poorly. So I don't know. Uh, whether she's going to go backwards throughout the preparation and just have to look her in the yard next time out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mark Roden, overall, this race is actually rated pretty well, though. Uh, second best winning performance on the day here by Hinged. Yeah, I mean, if we're saying Forbidden Love's gone well, um, they, they haven't run much slower overall time off a slower tempo, too. So uh, uh, very good effort. Hinge has stamped herself as a superior wet tracker. Did have the favours in the run, uh, courtesy of a very good ride. But... Uh, Look, whenever she gets on the ground, she's going to be in anything. Star is fantastic turn of foot uh, in the heavy uh, to just miss. Espiona, right, that's very interesting about the parade. I didn't have Rob on track on Saturday, so I was unaware of that. Um, not that I was ever going to back her. Uh, Star is completely out-sprinted her. Um, she lay in again when he asked for an effort, which he did first up as well. Yep. Uh, I wonder whether Blinkers might be the next uh, step for her. But she already wears a lugging bit, um, but she's still doing a lot wrong on her races. Perhaps clutch the blinkers go on as a last resort, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't like it when they weigh in when they're asked for an effort. I think it's a sign of some sort of weakness, so I'm, I'm jury out with her and forgiving, uh, at least to some extent, a fan girl from the spot she got into. But, yeah, big question mark on Espiona. Um, I think we can safely say she's not winks, but uh, how far she's going to progress now, we have to wait and see. Okay, well, let's round off the card with race nine, um, just purely for the fact that uh, the horse that won has produced a pretty reasonable figure here on debut in Australia, surefire for Chris Waller. Very fast tempo, 7.4 lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll just get a comment on this winner. Uh, yeah, well, he'd, he'd been very dour in his trials, but uh, obviously they were over a lot shorter than the 2,000 metres that he ran on uh, Saturday. And look, although they did look like a mob of hurdlers there at one stage up the straight, uh, there was seven across the track there at one stage. But um, look, he's a fast net rock. He's a big, strong horse, so um, he might have a bit of upside. He, what's he won four out of six now, so hard to pot a stayer that's won four out of six. My so obviously heading up to Sydney Cup, as many of these will be. Uh, Galaxy Bell was a bit of a tough watch, uh, stepping up from Midway Company, but uh, had a bit of a checkered passage. And the other one that ran third, uh, La Bol, uh, it sweated up quite badly and looked to me to have uh, plenty of improvement. Uh, so only second up from a spell. So they've run first and third, and probably with improvement, both of those. So probably they're the ones to to look out for. Yeah, yeah, heavily backed again and uh, went even worse than it did last time. Mark Roden, could you get a line at all through this winner through its performances there in the UK? Um, I think it's gone better than, well, you know, it's a bit of guesswork, but on the time form equivalents, it's probably done better than it had over there. But if you look at his form in England, he'd taken a step forward almost, well, in all of his five starts, he just kept improving and he's looks like he's going to carry on that improvement. They've run, I mean, they've gone on a pretty good clip for a 2,000 metre race here, which can make 
straight time analysis a bit misleading as so many middle distance races have slowly run. Um, but no, I think he's got something. Um, and just taking a line through Galaxy Bell, we sort of know how good her best is, and she was a touch unlucky. Um, but that gives us a bit of a line on how good Shawfire is. He, um, I think the form for benchmark class will be okay out of this race. I mean, it, it, I mean, no one had any idea in this race pre-race. Obviously, they back bloody to do start favourite or second favourite. That's how desperate they were. We were to try and find something in the race. So, um, yeah. I'll, I think the winner's got something, but the rest of them will just be, you know, competitive in the benchmark races, I suppose. Okay. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. We'll get a couple of horses to follow from each of you going forward. Mark, Shane, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, look, I thought probably Peace Officer uh, out of race number four, but, um, yeah, we're talking the Culture Guild had done much chop, so he'd have to probably come back a notch. Yeah, it wasn't a day that, um, you know, there were a lot of flashing lights, So, but we're going to get a wet track again in the next couple of weeks, you would think, so maybe this form will stand up on, yeah. on wet ground. Yep. Mark Roden? Um, look, Forbidden Love, just, she's much better than I thought she was. And, uh, look, I'd just say, don't fall into, this is more a note for myself than anyone else, I suppose, don't fall into the trap of marking down Ellsberg too much because he had a soft run on Saturday. I think he went pretty well as well. Okay. All right. Uh, look, as you mentioned, wet week ahead. We've got the couple of Group 1s there with the Randwick Guineas and then also the Canterbury Stakes. Um, Mark Sheen, we just have to see how the week unfolds, I guess, more than anything. Yeah, well, it rained yesterday and it rained again this morning. So, and I think the forecast is rain for every day. So I don't think we're going to get much improvement. So, And Profondo looks like he might head to Melbourne now, trial this morning, but uh, probably off to Melbourne rather than running on the, on the bog on Saturday. We'll wait and see what the fields look like there when they're announced on Wednesday. Guys, uh, have a good week. We'll catch up on Friday and preview that meeting in the morning. Thank you. Thanks very much.